0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode four of Crunch Time Crossover, also the first episode of 2021. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I hope everybody had a good new year and a good holiday. For this episode, I kind of want to get into the basketball portion of it right away. I think season's been really interesting so far, and I think I have a couple things to say near the end of the podcast. So getting into the basketball season, a little over a week now, and I can definitely say that the season's been full of twists and turns for the most part I think there's been a lot of surprises going on in the league as well as a lot of things that everyone's looking forward to seeing starting off with the Western Conference those the reigning champs Lakers are looking just about as what we anticipated better than ever honestly it seems like they're still trying to get the feel for each other for the most part but they're definitely been playing pretty well the first seeds one through three in the Western Conference are all tied at five and two um Clippers, Lakers, and Phoenix filling in those one through three spots is pretty interesting. Ultimately, I still do think that the Lakers are going to win the West, but this year is definitely going to be more of a gauntlet, a little bit of a harder challenge, I think, to get to the finals in the Western Conference. But like I had said, I definitely see the Lakers pulling out on top. For the Clippers, even though they are technically one through three in the league right now, I think their expectations and their Outcome for this season is going to be just about the same as last year. Everyone expects them to make the finals, and I definitely see them having potentially like a second round exit or so. So not a, not a lot there, realistically. I did want to speak a little bit about the Warriors, though. It definitely seems that they don't know how to play with Stephen Curry, and it seems like Stephen Curry, <clears throat> excuse me, Stephen Curry definitely needs a little bit of help out in the Bay Area. The additions of Ubre. It hasn't panned out to be i think what they had anticipated him to play i think the role that they've kind of put him in hasn't been a role that he fits very well it seems like they've it seems like he's kind of deferred more to of a shooting role not being a shooting kind of player so that's just not detrimental for the team but when you have someone like him and Andrew Wiggins who are more known as like slashing kind of more offensive oriented but not shooting oriented kind of guards taking a lot of shots it just takes away a lot of looks from stephen curry and there have been definitely a lot of instances where i've seen them just miss steph on a lot of looks you know either if it was a ball screen um coming off of a pick or even just like a dribble handoff you know just not really not not that they're not even looking at steph but they're not even in his direction, you know, and I think a lot of those plays realistically are set up for Stephen Curry. So it's been really interesting to see that play out. He did drop a 62 game, 62 point game, which is big time. And it was against the Portland Trailblazers. So it was nice to see him have a little duel with Dame Dalla and CJ McConnell. But, and ultimately that's a potential playoff matchup as well. But yeah, just, I think the Warriors are going get to get it figured out here soon. The only thing is, is with a shorter season, you can't really underestimate how much the first 10 games are and what those mean, you know, and if you lose a couple of those games, they really add up quick. And especially in a Western conference, that's going to be really close this year. Not a lot of leeway there. You know, I think those same thing as last year, that playing that they had to get into the bubble will probably be the same case. You're going to have at least five or six teams playing for that final seventh or eighth seed realistically, and they're all going to be separated by just a couple of games. So it'll be interesting. I still do think that they're going to be making the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised. They're currently sitting, I think, at the seventh seed right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they stayed somewhere in between that that range for playoffs just because there's still a lot of talent there. I've been surprised. I think the Rockets have been looking pretty good. Christian Wood's been playing phenomenal at that power forward position. He's been really running the floor very well. He surprisingly spaces out the floor, too. He's not much of a shooting threat, but... Once he gets down low and attracts at least like a double team, you know, his options to score out and kick out the ball are pretty dang good. It was Harden on the outside. Eric Gordon's still there. And, you know, P.J. Tucker's a three and D kind of knockdown shooter. So he definitely helps. And John Wall's healthy and he's playing well. He's getting to the basket a lot, getting good looks. And I think something that he adds... Chris Paul did it as well too but they definitely sit in the passing lane a lot so they get a lot of steals more often than not especially in the open court and with the way Christian Wood's been playing and having him fill those running lanes once they get steals they have a lot of opportunity for fast break points again it's still very similar to Chris Paul kind of style play it's just nice because I don't see John Wall really looking for that final shot in a late game scenario and honestly that overall just benefits James Harden because that's ultimately what he's there for. So I think they're going to play pretty well. Boogies is, well, DeMarcus Cousins is still not in the NBA shape that he had been in previous years while he was playing. Even when he was in uh, New Orleans, he had a pretty good season, you know, putting up some pretty good numbers. But it'll be nice to see him kind of get into a feel of the the game again. But, yeah, I've been very, very impressed by Christian Woods' play ultimately. I was surprised that the Pistons let him go pretty early you know it seemed like they could have potentially offered him a bigger contract and just opted into letting him walk so pretty surprised by that I don't know if they have enough to beat the Lakers but ultimately I have a hard time seeing anybody beat the Lakers four times in a row in a series just based off of the talent that they have I mean they're easily one of the deepest teams in the league but I've been impressed you know I like I like where the Rockets are at I'm a James Harden fan and he's looking pretty good so that definitely helps Uh, the overall the overall plan that they have the Mavericks they've started off pretty slow and that's been pretty impressive Well, not impressive but it's been pretty interesting to see the gameplay Lucas had a couple rough games so far but ultimately I think like I said the first 10 games are still pretty important you know because I think that definitely sets a tone and the teams that are starting off really strong I definitely foresee them being able to maintain that. So the Mavericks are going to have to get back into it, but they're only sitting at the ninth seed right now. Houston's at 10, so there's gonna, they're going to definitely be moving up. The I got to just shout out the Sacramento Kings as well, too, holding it down. They're currently on the sixth seed, but you have the Kings, the Warriors, and the Trailblazers all three and three, and that's six, seven, and eight. Like I said, those are all realistically very interchangeable, so... It's going to be a little bit different for the West. I think the East will have teams that maybe stand out a little bit more as far as the way their standings are going to go, but the West is just going to continue to be climbing. One of the most unfortunate things that we've seen so far too was John Morant going down with that ankle injury. I think they anticipated him missing close to 20 games, and that takes you out of playoffs. In my opinion, missing 20 games on a shorter season, it's very hard to recover after that. And Definitely a definitely a bummer for them. Hopefully he can get back, get healthy. I, I like him in Memphis too. That team is a team that kind of has that persona of that grind house, you know, that old school kind of grit. So it'll be nice to see him get back into the into the groove of the league when he gets healthy again. But for now, it just feels like Memphis is gonna have to be on like a little bit of a rebuild this year, and that's as expected. Transitioning to the Eastern Conference, a lot of surprising gameplay as well too. The Sixers starting off 6 and 1 looking really really good. Joel Embiid is playing very well at center. Simmons is kind of coming onto his own again, you know. I think he's had the kind of the same expectations every year since he's been drafted and maybe has hit them for the most part, but I think this year will be a good year for him to develop some form of offensive package because realistically he's He's a big body at point guard, you know, and doesn't really do a lot on the offensive side. But if he can get a little, you know, stand up one on one game and start taking people more off the dribble, even starting to hit pull up jumpers and just getting to the lane a little bit more. I don't know who's going to match up with them. You know, they're pretty big. They got Danny Green as well from the Lakers. Nice three and D. Tobias Harris plays very well, has always played pretty well, too. So I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to hold on to that. Ultimately, I don't really see them dropping down from I see them maybe not saying number one in the East, but I don't see them going any any lower than the third seed realistically. They're they're gonna they've seemed like they've started pretty strong, and I know they both have a little something to prove just because they have fallen so short for so long. So it's nice to see them perform at the level they've been performing. The Celtics have been playing pretty well too. Jason Tatum's playing worth that max contract in my opinion. And it's been nice to see him really pick up a lot of the offensive load. But again, when you have a, a guard corpse of Kemba Walker, Marcus smart and Jalen Brown, that really helps you both offensively and defensively and realistically gives him more looks and opportunities. So I'm definitely liking the the Celtics play They're fourth in the East right now at five and three. But again, I can definitely see them being a one through three team. The, Two of the biggest points, in my opinion, on the East um, are the Atlanta Hawks and the Brooklyn Nets. I, I, In my opinion, I think the Hawks are a real contender in the East. They've won some pretty close games, and Trey Young has been playing pretty, pretty impressive. In my opinion, could potentially be up there for most improved as the season continues. So I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. Watching Rondo facilitate from the bench and on the court for such a young team has been, I think, everyone on that. Atlanta team's going to learn from that and grow from that. And that addition of Bogdan is just super underrated. Like, he's a huge three-point shooter. He's still a big body, definitely attracts a defensive player, you know, can warrant a double team if he gets hot, and that just leads a lot of avenues for a lot of players. So I'm really interested in watching Atlanta play more than a playoff team. They're 4-3 and right now, so I can definitely see them going on at least maybe five to maybe ten game winning streak as the season progresses once they really start getting to a zone i've been liking the nets play as well to kevin durant and kyrie irving not that they haven't been playing to the level that they should be playing at. i've in my opinion from what i've seen it looks like kevin durant has maybe taken a step back it looks like I see Kyrie Irving with the ball in a lot of his hands, and it doesn't seem like KD's been necessarily asking for the ball. It just kind of seems like he's been allowing Ke- Kyrie Irving to run the offense a little bit. But that's not really going to last long, in my opinion. Kevin Durant, as soon as, like, by the time it's midseason, you know, we're 30, 40 games in. Teams are really starting to separate them, and you're going to really start having people step into the roles that they are. There's going to be no stopping Kevin Durant, and ultimately it's just going to be waiting till he misses a bucket. Because he's just going to start throwing it up there, and they have, in my opinion, probably the second deepest team right behind the Lakers, and so it's really unfortunate that Dinwiddie went down with that ACL. I think I don't know if it was a necess- if it was a full tear, but I know he is out for the season. And as unfortunate that is, is as unfortunate as that is, you would rather have that happen this early in the season than way later in the season because now they have the ability to either pick somebody up to fill that role or continue to develop someone that's already on their bench, you know, and that's nothing but good. In my opinion, I think Dinwiddie could have been a running for the sixth man of the year coming off that Nets team. So it'll be on. It's, it is unfortunate that he went down, but again, when it comes to the realistic side of the way teams work, you would much rather have, you would much rather lose somebody this early on and have to account for it now than lose them, right before the postseason, then have to completely rechange around rotation, you know, um, ins and outs, and just overall play, you know, the Nets are going to be a really high-scoring team, and that's a high-scoring guard, in my opinion, coming off the bench, so it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with that. Ultimately, I do have the Nets winning the East, in my opinion, and it's just a matter of when KD decides to really pick it up and... Start letting it rain, you know, I think, yeah, he's going to turn on a switch here soon. And once that starts going on, you know, I think he's going to be, I think he's in the, in the making of an MVP season. I think he's been letting Kyrie kind of run the show for right now and just let Kyrie get the looks that he wants and let Kyrie bring up the ball. But I think when it matters most, and I think if you ask anyone who actually watches basketball and pays attention, you're not picking Kyrie Irving to take that last shot over Kevin Durant. There's just, in my opinion, there's just no way i as many shots as I've seen Kyrie hit late game that are big shots. You want the person who's 6'11 to take that final shot just for the sake of a defensive mismatch on whoever's guarding him, you know. And especially for a double team, you know, I've seen Kyrie hit a lot of one-on-one contested shots, but I've seen KD pull up with like three people in his face, like three feet behind the line and still hit that bucket. So it'll be nice. You know, I honestly, I think he's going to, again, there are seven games in, they're 10th right now. They're technically not in the, One through eight, but they're not going to lose very many games, in my opinion. They're going to be another team that I can see going on maybe like a 15 winning streak this season, just really starting to pick it up. And especially in the Eastern Conference where they play more games in that division. There's been a lot of like one of the most surprising teams. The Raptors are one in five right now. That's pretty, pretty dismal for a defending champ team 2 years ago, you know, and also last year almost making it to the finals as well, starting off really really slow. And same for Washington, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal don't know how to play with each other. Granted Russell Westbrook's already had a couple triple doubles. I think one night one of their wins they put up Westbrook shot 8 for 25 and I saw Bradley Beal shot 9 for 25. You don't win games. <laughs> like you 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 can't win games like that. You, you two players are putting up 50 shots and you're only making 15 of them you know you might as well call, count that as a loss you know and I think they won that game by like two so it's it's been impressive to see them put so many games away in my opinion and I I mean granted Russell Westbrook's still doing his thing getting those triple doubles it's just they need help they need help in Washington for sure and the last subject for the east well not necessarily the last but something to speak on that I've been impressed with as well Lamelo Ball has played played well. He's been playing well. He's he's fit the rotation in Charlotte pretty well. It's been surprising not to see him start and having them go in the direction of Terry Rozier and Devonte Graham. But man, he's he's a, he seems to be a great six man already, in my opinion. Like he he does what you want coming off the bench. He can score the ball well, still facilitate an offense. <laughs> he can play both sides of the ball too. You know, maybe not the biggest defensive presence, but. When you have a team that can force turnovers like that and you have guards that play up tempo, you know, second chance opportunities and fast break opportunities are really make or break in the, in a basketball game like today's era where, you know, transition is basically the way to score for the most part. You don't see a lot of teams playing set offenses for the most part, unless it's off of like a side out of the bounds or something. But when it comes to like a defense coming down, you know, transition typ- typically is the way to score and. Melo does that well. You know, he's a great passer in the in the, in the full court setting and the half court setting too. He can really run an offense well. He's got great vision at his height. I've been impressed. I didn't think he was going to play as well as he did. Maybe a little bit of a slow start. The Hornets are 2-5, and five, but they'll probably make playoffs. You know, I think maybe 8th, 7th seed or so. I, I would be surprised if they missed it though. I think they have a little bit of talent to go there. But again, it'll be, in my opinion, just, just a first round exit for the most part. But it's been exciting. You know, the basketball's been good so far. Based off of what I've seen, too, I already have a couple of just... I already have my NBA awards set up in my mind. And I'm going to call them right now just because I feel confident about them. And I think if this were to go down, you know, I think this would be one of the more interesting finals to see. But for my finals matchup, I have the Lakers playing the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA finals. In my opinion, I have Kevin Durant winning... MVP this year like I said he's gonna once he turns that switch on it's just praying that he misses a bucket because once he starts going and he gets in that groove of dropping 35 a game averaging almost 35 they're winning 90 percent of those games you know they, they lose very few games when he puts up that much so I have Kevin Durant winning my MVP for my defensive player of the year in my opinion I thought Anthony Davis should have won it last year I think Giannis deserved it, and I think it was... Obviously, they had the better team, so I guess it made sense. But I I was surprised, so I wouldn't be surprised if I... Especially if the Lakers go to the finals this year. Davis is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. There's no doubt about it. If the numbers are even similar to what he had last year, if they're in the finals again, that's a shoo-in at that point. I don't have really any expectations for Milwaukee, unfortunately. I, I see them competing in the East like they do every year, and I just see them losing to the Nets just... Kevin Durant just does more than Giannis does on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, that'll be my defensive player of the year. For my most improved, I am I mentioned it a little bit before. I'm stuck in between two players, but I would mentioned I do see Trey Young potentially win most, in, most improved this year. He just plays so well at that guard position, and I think having Rondo behind him and giving him that confidence that he needs is huge. And I'm sure Trey Young has a green light in Atlanta they're not stopping him from playing how he wants to play so if he's smart and really took off and run with that you know he's going to be a he's going to be a huge problem and one of the reasons again why I said I think Atlanta is a serious contender in the east but my other most improved is that boy in New Orleans I see Zion taking that most improved potentially as well too based off of usage you know he only played 20 games last season I don't think he should have received a rookie of the year vote last year taking away from jaws unanimous because i think that's just absurd but granted that this is a new season he started off really strong that christmas day game that i saw them play against the heat he was just imposing his will down low putting up he's been putting up 25 and almost like 14 second year that's unheard of <laughs> you know that's that's crazy you know that's that's a huge impact and the the pelicans have been playing pretty well I mean I'm pretty sure Brandon Ingram came off of most improved last year I've seen Lonzo fix up his jump shot so the Pelicans are playing well Steven Adams has surprisingly fit that offense super well and I think him and Zion down low are an actual threat to a lot of teams I don't know if they have what it takes to close out like the Lakers for example or potentially Houston in the playoffs but I can see them winning a couple games for sure and that'll be That'll be definitely worth watching, and I think that's good for the league as well, too. It seems like the NBA was pushing for Zion for a really long time, so it'll be nice to see him get get an accolade like that. My sixth man of the year, bringing, bringing it to the East Coast, I'm going to have Karis LeVert taking home the sixth man of the year out of Brooklyn. Ultimately, it seemed like Karis LeVert was their number one option when KD and Kyrie weren't playing, and now that you have your number one option coming off the bench he's going to do the same thing. Maybe less minutes, but still be putting up. I mean, even if you're coming off the bench and putting up 16 a game, he shoots the ball surprisingly well. Still a pretty good two-way player. And he's a leader. You know, I've seen him from some of the Nets games that I've seen when Kevin Durant and Kyrie are both sitting out. Not only is there their number one option, but he brings up the ball a lot. And especially with Dinwiddie going down, he kind of was graced or blessed with that option to become like, a standing role in the sixth man so I'll be looking forward to seeing him play again the Nets were good without Kevin Durant and Kyrie making playoffs already so I'm I'm leaning with Karis Levert for the sixth man my rookie of the year pick I've kind of voiced it I believe in the last podcast but I do think Wiseman's going to win rookie of the year this year I think that really depends on Golden State playing in playoffs because typically we all know that these awards are all regular season's awards but if you can't see players perform in the postseason not that it disqualifies you you know but it's harder to kind of lean with certain players like that and if there are rookies that are playing in the postseason that are getting a lot of touches and a lot of minutes you know you pay attention to that so I think if the Warriors do make playoffs I think Wiseman's going to be a driving force behind that and I wouldn't be surprised seeing him pull down the rookie of the year he's played pretty good ball um, so far again only about seven games in a season but seven foot athlete, left-handed, fairly skilled, just, you know, you can't teach height, but you can definitely teach skill. He's got a lot of potential in my opinion. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Again, I've been a Wiseman fan and granted he only played three games in college at Memphis, but enough to get him into the league and he's, he's performed. So that'll be my rookie of the year pick. And lastly, I have the coach of the year already selected. I'm not too sure where this is going to go. But if, in my opinion, if Trey Young were to win the most improved, I can definitely see uh, Atlanta's head coach winning uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, Lloyd Pierce is their head coach. He's coached for the Grizzlies, was on the Golden State training um, training staff for a little bit, and also coached for the Celtics for a little bit as well too. So he's been also been Atlanta's head coach since 2018. And again, they're they're a real contender you know they're still getting it in and like i said it's still pretty early in the season but i'm going to definitely lean with uh lloyd pierce winning the coach of the year and yeah so those are my those are my predictions for the end of the year awards you know i don't realistically i don't see my opinion changing very much i think the only thing that i'm on the fence about is rookie of the year and i think that's just because there's a lot of talent at the rookie position and Lam- Lamella balls played way better than I had anticipated. I've been watching Anthony Edwards play and he's been impressive and had some pretty good games, but Minnesota's not gonna do you know, I I don't see Minnesota doing anything, you know, and I think it'll be realistically, I'm afraid there's gonna be a Kevin Garnett situation in Minnesota where you have a standout player like Edwards or even Town, you know, just playing well and having a having statistically good years, but not successful years. And that was enough for KG to get up out of Boston. I mean, get up out of Minnesota and head to Boston. So that was my, again, those are my picks. I'm leaning with that LA Nets finals. I think for both Kevin Durant and Kyrie in that finals as well, just to wrap it up, I think they both have the same kind of chip on their shoulder. I think Kyrie had that narrative of was like, oh, he can't win without LeBron because as soon as he went to Boston, it didn't work out. And on Kevin Durant's side, you know, couldn't win with Westbrook. And as soon as he won, it turned into well, he can't win without Steph and Clay. So both of those players with the same similar kind of chips on their shoulders definitely would do well. And especially for Kyrie Irving facing off against LeBron in the finals would be a hell of a matchup. You know, I think I would love to see. That's a seven game series, in my opinion. Especially Karis Irving being a six man of the year, it'll be nice to see both of those benches duel it out too. And I think ultimately that's what that kind of series would come down to is battle of attrition, you know, like who's going to last, you know, who's going to be able to keep playing, who's going to be able to keep producing at that high level. But that was the basketball I had for today. I wanted to wrap this episode up with just some, like I've always said, some things to keep your mind right, you know, just some positivity for the evening. The looking back, we know that 2020 was one of the most, just, just a year for the books, you know? And I think if you're here still and you're listening to this and you're somewhere right now, you should be thankful beyond thankful that you made it this year, you know, and you should be thankful for the people around you that made it, you know, and you should be proud of those people just as you should be proud of yourself. You know, it's not being here is not easy. You know, putting in the work every day is not easy. Um, Putting in effort every day isn't easy and it's never going to be easy, but you should be proud of yourself for doing it. You should be proud of yourself for convincing yourself to do it because sometimes you do have to convince yourself and that's okay. You know, you can't just get up and do it all the time, but on the days that you have to convince yourself, you should be that much proud of yourself that you can, you know, get through it. I have a couple affirmations that I'd like to share, you know, and just some wishes that I have for this year. Um, but for the affirmations, you know, just to never forget, you know, you're loved, you're important, you know, if you spent this holiday with people you love, you're lucky, you're very lucky, you're, um, you're strong, like I had mentioned, you're strong for making it this far. If you're, if you can make it to the end of this year, you're even stronger, you know, and that should just be the narrative every year. Um, you're very important, you know, you matter if you can't think about it sometimes. It's okay to ask, you know, it's okay to, it's okay to inquire some of these things for you to remember for yourself because they are important, you know, and there's no harm in needing, oh, excuse me. There's no harm in needing a reminder for yourself. And then the last affirmation, (coughs) excuse me, the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, the last affirmation I have is, you know, you ultimately have the power to create change in your life. You know, you alone You're the only person that makes decisions for yourself. And if you want something to change, make a change. You know, nothing changes if nothing changes. And if you, if you're tired, if you feel like you're in a pattern that you don't like, or you catch yourself doing things that you're not interested in, identify, it. you know, find out what's making you feel the worst out of that and see what you can do about it. You know, and I, I think things like that really will shape your, your mindset. It'll shape your goals. It'll shape your attitude. And if you're in the power to create change, you know, change for the better, you know, no reason to digress, right? There's no reason to take some, a couple, sometimes you have to take a couple steps back to go forward, but you want to stay in that forward direction. Some of the wishes I have for this year, you know, if you're listening, I wish you a healthy year, you know, a year full of good health. You know, I wish you a wealthy year, you know, I wish everything in abundance, you know, and I wish you have everything you need and then some. I hope, well, I wish you have a successful year. You know, I think ultimately it's hard, not that it's hard to say people had a successful 2020, but if you improved on something and you learned something, that's success. You know, and if this time in 2021, if you can say you had a successful 2021, you know, you should think about what's going to make you more successful next year. And you should continue to raise the bar for yourself and you should continue to strive for more you know, because you should want more out of life. It's there for you. You know, this life is here for us right now. You know, there's nothing stopping you from doing what you want other than you and realizing that is super, super powerful. And last thing, you know, I wish you have new and healthy interactions and friendships, you know, and relationships. You know, I hope every interaction you have this year is good for you, you know, and I hope that the interactions that aren't good from you As that may be true, you learn and you take something away, you know, and you don't just let a bad thing affect you and let it affect you. You know, you let a bad thing affect you and then you move on with the knowledge to get better, you know, and I just wanted to close this out. You know, I think the biggest takeaway I had from this year, and I'm blessed that this was my takeaway was there's not enough time. There's not enough time. I realized the other day that I wish I had more hours in the day. Really. I wish there were more days in a week. You know, I wish months were longer because this time that we have right now, I don't own it. This is a gift. You know, this is technically borrowed time. Earth has been here, you know, time is passing, whether I was here or not. And I'm here right now. And that's a gift. And I realized that, you know, I think it's a little foolish to think that you have all the time in the world because things happen unexpectedly all the time. And I know there are a lot of people that thought they may have had that, that no longer get an opportunity to change things. And that's really big in my opinion. And I think having that be my takeaway, it's going to shape my future for this year. You know, I think thinking, being so young, you know, and having that be the narrative of, Oh, you're so young, you have time to figure it out. Those things are true, but it's also as true as it's going to end, you know, time's going to run out one day. And I've never been more afraid of my life than not feeling like I was able to accomplish something that I wanted to accomplish. And now knowing that thinking that it's going to last forever, isn't true. It's motivated me. It's really put a, a new spin on how I'm looking at things and how I want to accomplish things, you know, and I'm just blessed for the time I get to spend right now, you know, right. Doing what I'm doing right now, spending time like this is beyond a blessing. Being surrounded by people that are important is super important, you know, and that's because you have time to do it. So don't waste time. Make it, make it as, make it as best as you can and capitalize it, you know, there are people that live good lives and that's just because they spent their time doing what they wanted to do and that's not there's not a money figure associated with it it's not a success or anything it's whatever you choose whatever you define for success will make you have and be successful so that was my that was my big takeaway so I hope you guys use that I hope you guys come up with your own takeaways and come up with your own goals for this year and things you wish, not just for you, because it's easy to think of yourself, but for other people, you know, or have goals for people around you, you know, maybe set a goal to try to be a better friend this year or try to be more available this year, you know, or maybe spend time doing something that you've never done. You know, anything that makes you feel good is worth doing. And this feels good. And this is worth doing. So thank you for listening. First episode of 2021 in the books. I'm looking forward to these episodes coming up. Again, you know my socials. Um, if you guys want to reach out, please do. Again, I thank everybody for listening. I hope this year is, is. I hope this year is as. I hope this year is everything that we anticipated it to be because 2020 was not that. <laughs> it was nowhere near that, and I think this is going to be the really big turnaround year for a lot of people, and to see how a lot of people start to deal with starting the year like this. You know, with. Covid going on and it's how you're going to react to it because 2020 was reactionary and now this year is a year to really impose your will so again thank you for listening that was episode four i'll hear you guys next week later